He's an off-the-wall professional cook, and she's a natural health guru with a PhD. With so much knowledge, it will blow your mind. Together, they'll write you a prescription for flavor. Hey, welcome to Prescription for Flavor. I'm your natural health guru, Jenny. And I'm Adam, your food-loving grill master for this episode. You are going to want to stick around because today we're going to talk about activated charcoal. That's actually charcoal that you can eat. And it's a health and culinary craze that's sweeping the nation. After that, as always, we're going to take a trip to the health food store. But first, let's take a look at food in the news. Instant pot. The best combination device since the clock radio. That's right. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. Basically, it's an electronic pressure cooker. Tons of functionality. A complete dinner can be ready in about 30 minutes, give or take, depending what you're cooking. Wow. Before Mm -hmm. I get into what you said about food on the news, um, just like a little heads up, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, and I thought, I got a bottle of wine here, and I thought, uh, you know, let's have yeah. some wine while we podcast. <gasps> Why okay. not? After hearing you read the food in the news, I'm not sure if you need any booze, <laughs> or if you haven't already had some. You're tripping over your tongue there, Jennifer. I, I am. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, I'm literally going to open. Let's get boozed up. By the end of this episode, it might be a little more interesting. Yeah. Right? Something's yes. got to make it more interesting. Might as well be drunk hosts on the <laughs> podcast, right? So what is this instant pot? So is that like you put, where there's powder, you put it in water, and then you smoke it? Uh, no. Not that the, is not, not, not that kind is. of pot? The instant pot, it's... Like how um, much of that would you sell, though? There's an it, idea. Yeah, really. Instant <laughs> pot. It'd be like Kool-Aid. You get little packets... Yeah. Right? Preschool kids would be running in. It would be colorful with little, instead of the Kool-Aid guy, would be like colorful weed man. <laughs> They'd be like, look what I got, Mrs. Smith. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Kids and drugs. What? A... I don't know where you're going. Uh, I don't know. I think I think maybe you've already been into the wine. I'm going to open the wine. Okay. Tell me more about instant pot. Okay. Well, it's so so everybody knows a slow cooker, basically, right? Or right. the crock pot. Um, and most people are familiar with a pressure cooker, right? Uh, this is the halfway in between. It's a new thing. Okay. And it, it's programmable like your crock pot or, or, um, slow cooker would be, right? So you can set it for, for roast. You can set it for all these different things, but it cooks it really quick instead of really slow okay but this says tons of functionality a complete dinner can be ready in about 30 minutes that's right what are you talking about because i can cook just about anything in under 30 minutes that's right rachel ray has an entire series of 30 minute meals that i can actually cook in 16 but whatever well yeah i think this is this is meant more for those those big dinners you know like Pop in the cork. There we go. <laughs> I think these are, this is more meant for those big dinners. Like it's a whole roast beef. You can have cooked to that pressure cooker tenderness, right, right. in 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. So 
so so it's taking that, but instead, but you know, like the pressure cookers, they're scary because they can explode and they're like, I, ah. You know what? The, the idea of the pressure cooker is really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And there's pressure cooker tricks and things you can do that are cool. But yeah, they, they scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I, I honestly wouldn't use I don't like use using one. them. No. Because like terrorists use them as bombs. <laughs> it's like, it's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can. They're, they're, it's a scary device. On that same line, I'm not crazy about microwaves either. I always wonder oh, how, yeah. like, nuclear bomb technology cooks my food and that's okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's another story. So, so this is kind of saying it's a safer <laughs> alternative to the pressure cooker, right? And it's, right. And it's got all these functions. I guess a pressure cooker, I've seen one. Not, I think maybe I used one like 20 years ago mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I think my mom used to have one. Right. Right. Um, but that, I think you just put the lid on and you turn on right. the stove. Yeah, there's no functionality really. The lid locks on and that's about it. Right. So, so this instant pot, you put all your ingredients in it, you get it set up and you tell the pot what you're cooking. The same as you would okay. for... <laughs> you don't speak nice to it. Like, verbally? <laughs> Verbally, yeah, that's right. One of these days, these things are going to have voice recognition, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, sure. well, the technology's already there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like the new slow cookers, I know like mine, it has chicken dish. Um, like it has chicken, fish, roast, soups. You know, like you can program it. You right. tell it what you want to make. And it sets the time and sets the temperature. So same thing. So this is a pressure cooker that does that. But instead of having it to sit in the slow cooker for four to eight hours, it's sitting in this pressure pot for 10 to 30 minutes. Okay. Right? Because it's because it's Well, that's actually... Pot. You obviously haven't used a pressure cooker. That That is the function of a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. If you cooked anything in a pressure cooker for four to eight hours, that's a smoker. Pressure cookers cook entire roasts in like 45 well, no, minutes. That's why I said in a slow cooker. So like your slow cooker that's oh, okay. programmable. You said pressure cooker and I'm like, okay, you do nothing oh. goes into a pressure cooker for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> no, a slow cooker for slow four to eight hours. For four to eight hours, right? A pressure cooker is like, depending on the size, 45 minutes to maybe, I don't even think 90, maybe 90. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this does is it takes the meal that you would have put in your slow cooker and does it in the pressure cooker and it has functions as as well like chicken and yeah yeah it has yeah yeah you tell it what you're cooking and it sets the time and sets the pressure i I always love when they have those because yeah mine has that and whatever Mm -hmm. chicken chicken and deep fried chicken and i'm like okay um there's no setting for bison kangaroo (laughs) elk venison moose duck it's like Help a brother out. You yeah. Want some wine? Uh, sure. I will. I will partake of the wine drinking. All right. There you go. This is. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, Zinfandel from I think California. Mm-hmm. We've had this before, and we have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's definitely. This episode kidding. is not sponsored by uh, anybody except me. And Jennifer. Yeah, that's I'm right. I'm treating this. Uh, yeah, 2014 California Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah, we've had I it like it. Yeah, it's good wine. Yeah, it's healthy. It's a it's a gluten free, vegan. Uh, 
uh, organic? Is all wine organic? Free? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> Why would wine be Excuse organic? Me. Sorry. Necessarily. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Like, well, well, take just, for instance, my dad, 10 years ago, whatever, on his farm, he had grapes. And if he made wine from those grapes, he used to use pesticides until I freaked him out and told him all the right. <laughs> reasons why you shouldn't. But his farm could not be labeled organic because he used pesticides. Right, not for, it's like, it's, right. it, it can eventually. It can eventually. I don't but, know how many years. but Yeah. So, so those grapes tested. would not be organic. Right and farms around his farm use pesticides, so those grapes well, would not was, be considered organic. The reason I said that is because, um, I mean, there's certain there's organic vodkas, but I've never seen. And I go through wines all the time in the wine store, the mm-hmm. vintage section. He goes through a lot of wine. I go through <laughs> a lot of wine all the time, so I don't recall ever seeing a wine being labeled organic. But you'd think uh, that I've would never be paid attention. I just a huge let you buy it. Feature I don't. I haven't seen. There's no organic wine section that I've mm-hmm. seen, and we're talking yeah. like giant wine sections in the stores that I go into, where they have their own. There's the entire wine section, and mm-hmm. then there's an entire section, a thousand square feet of vintages. Yeah, I've never looked for it. No, because I mean, if I'm poisoning well, my never. body with alcohol, why do I care if it's organic? <laughs> And I would say that's probably why they don't do it. But there's organic rums I've seen, Mm -hmm. uh, like a like a three or four different organic vodkas. I've seen organic beer. Yeah, see, I don't drink vodka, so I wouldn't know that. That is kind of a funny thing, though. Organic when you think about well, well, my vodka has to be organic. So you like you're poisoning your liver. You just want to make sure that it's like (laughs) the right kind of poison. The right kind of poison. (laughs) It's only going to destroy your liver. It's not going (laughs) to. Yeah. It's not going to create all those free radicals. Or is that an environmental issue? Maybe that's an environmental issue. If that's the case, my apologies to the environmentalists who drink organic vodka. Yes, yes. I think, well, I think a lot of times people choose organic for some of the wrong reasons. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, (laughs) trending things and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good wine. Let's do the... I like it. It's nice and smooth. Why do we do this podcast? We should do a wine or just a booze podcast. Yeah. It's an excuse once a week to just get totally shit-faced. Well, because... And people will be like, why are you why are you always drunk once a week or whatever? <laughs> or more than that, because you'd probably have to do some research. Yeah. Right? Well, because I think it would be not so interesting because you would be the only host. <laughs> you'd just be passed out. <laughs> Well, all it takes is one. Like, I am very slowly going to nurse this single glass yeah, you're of wine weight. for the next hour. So that... I'm sure by the end of this podcast, you're going to be, even in that glass, that six oh, ounces that... of wine, you're going to be tripping over your words. I am absolutely. More than you already were. This yes. actually is a really good yes. wine. Actually, That's a really all of you, good if you're listening right now, you should listen to my voice now and then fast forward right to the end and see <laughs> yeah. the difference. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then come back and listen to the whole thing. That's right. But <laughs> That's right. See how Jen's voice changes after one glass of wine. Lightweight. <laughs> Activated charcoal. So this is something that has actually the first time that I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had mentioned some things to me and... Like half the time, I don't listen. I'm a oh, guy of course. right over my head Never or through my ears. And then my daughter 
shows me food stuff all the time on particularly instagram mm. i love instagram i'm on instagram all the time <laughs> i'm like i'm like a 13 year old girl with instagram i'm constantly you know commenting yeah. and putting up pictures and Look, doing I a story got a new comment. i got a new comment and putting up pictures of my food and i'm that guy yes uh, so she's always showing me cool stuff. And usually it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So I look at it mm-hmm. and she showed me this trend. It was quite a few months ago, actually. Black ice cream. Yes. Uh, most of the stuff was coming out of L.A. and New York like they usually do. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I had to. I was curious. I had to look. Well, of course. Of course you were. I'm Why hiccuping over be? the wine already. <laughs> and I thought. calling me a lightweight. Yeah. Because my assumption was black food coloring. Yeah. <clears throat> and my daughter said, no, I don't. I think it's something else. So we looked it up. And yeah, it's activated charcoal, which I hadn't really heard of mm-hmm. before. And I had to look it up because you hear charcoal and you think the charcoal that you use in your grill. And I'm like, I don't think you can eat that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. With, you know, and then you get the idea of the smell of lighter fluid, but it's not that at all. <laughs> it's a whole other. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, which then I went on to learn a little bit that they use in emergency rooms, which we'll talk about and stuff, right? Yeah. But that is how they're making this, if you've seen it, this trending Mm -hmm. black ice cream and some other black foods as well. Yeah. To make the foods black. Yeah. Because it's a very, very... very stunning, visually stunning to see these creations. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And it's very... So so you get it and it's, it's... it's not wicked expensive, but it's not super cheap. But it's a very, very dense, very black powder, mm-hmm. like charcoal. It'll get on your fingers and yeah, you know, stain everything, get oh, everywhere, yeah. just like charcoal if you've ever got it on your hands or whatever. It's like that. Yes. So, but first and foremost, this was trending, I guess in the past few years, as yeah. a natural health product. That's right. Yes. Yes, and it has been used in all kinds of things for all different reasons. There's a, just a hundred different things that people say activated charcoal is good for. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's only lately been trending in food, but it's been used, well, in emergency rooms. This has been a thing. It is part of the emergency bucket. <laughs> Let's say emergency bucket. <laughs> emergency bucket, but it is it is one of the big things for poisoning, right? It's one of the first things that they'll give you. So whenever you've heard like somebody was poisoned and they get their stomach pumped, a lot of times they don't actually get their stomach pumped. They go in, they get activated charcoal. Now the key here is that it does not bind to every single poison. There are particular ones. So if they know what has been ingested. Most of the time, they can use activated charcoal, okay? Also, past the hour point, it won't necessarily work. Okay. Okay, so so it's it's kind of the first line of defense. So if somebody was poisoned just now and they get in, it's been under 90 minutes and it's something that the charcoal will bind to, they get activated charcoal. Okay. And it, and it binds and it gets the poison released from the system. And that was the one thing I heard, kind of a natural detox. I mean, some people call it a natural detox. I don't know if that's the same type of element, I think. Yeah, well, that's what the... So so the claim to fame in the whole natural world for activated charcoal is exactly that thing, that people believe that it binds to toxins or binds to poisons in the body and helps them be expelled from the system. 
which I hate to break it to you, is not true. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is. So why does it work say, in ER then? It does work, but it has to be, it's pretty much immediate. So as I just said, you kind of have that 90 to 60 minute mark, right? The longer the poison or the toxin is in your system, the less likely the charcoal is to work. It only works while it's in the digestive tract. So say you eat a meal full of pesticides, full of nastiness, and you're feeling really horrible about yourself because you just went on a drinking binge with your friends and decided to eat everything on the McDonald's menu. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Take some activated charcoal. It's going to help get rid of a lot of that crap. Okay. Right? It's going to help whatever. It's going to make you poo? Once you digest. (laughs) Is that how? (laughs) Well, that will happen too. (laughs) But once the food is digested, so two hours later and you're well into that digestion phase, yeah, it's not getting rid of anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But there's more to it. Like there's more functions than that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, that's, I I really don't know. I just, I glanced over some stuff about, you know, I thought I saw multi uses and, and whatnot. You rub it on your face as a mask. You put it on, so like everything else, you put it on cuts, you shove it up your nose to get rid of (laughs) boogers. I don't know what you, everything. Teeth whitener. That one I know. Yeah. I tried it for a couple of days. And, uh, yeah, I, pretty much what I thought, they say it works immediately. Mm. Like right away you can see the results. But I looked it up. I looked up reviews. People were saying it. There was a couple of bloggers yeah. that tried it. Everyone's basically saying it didn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there was a... Um, so you didn't see any difference? No. Right away? No. And there was a, a doctor that uh, had written about the uses of it. He was talking about mm. the ER thing, actually. I read a little bit about that. Okay. And they just he just footnoted that, yeah, as for the big craze of it being a teeth whitener, that is a wives' tale or an yeah. urban myth, he actually yeah. said. So, yeah. I mean, I only use it a couple of times, but you're supposed to see a difference. The first time is what most people are saying. Mm-hmm. I didn't continue. It's messy. Uh, uh, yeah. It's messy. Very it gets messy. everywhere. And, uh, and because so many people were saying it doesn't really work mm-hmm. you know that i thought yeah yeah forget it yeah okay uh i did not try it i have said i was going to try it and then i didn't um i have eaten it i have used it in drinks to see about the detox see if you feel better energy blah 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 all that good stuff right uh so there's a few different things so knowing the chemistry kind of of how activated charcoal is supposed to work in the system or like its actual functionality one of the most important things to realize is that if you're already eating clean it's not going to do anything for you number one right number two you need something else to remove the toxins from your system so so say you work in pollution or or you know that you're not 100% even clean. Because let's face it, nobody's perfect all the time, even when you want to be. So 
I beg you to know, differ. But once that food has been digested and those toxins, those free radicals, all of that stuff has made it out of the digestive tract and into your actual cells, you need something to stimulate the body to get it out of the cells and back into the circulatory system so that it can be expelled. Okay? So, and that's where the activated charcoal can come in to play is if you use other things. So cilantro is a really good one. Cilantro is something that helps to bind to metals that are in your system. Now you have to eat a whole lot of it, so you have to really yeah, like cilantro. Like, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, like a cup a day every day for a month. Yeah. To really to really see it work. But there's like there's so many other things that you can also do, right? But when you get into that, say, chelation process where you're pulling actual toxins out of the cells and now they're free-floating, activated charcoal may work in those instances, right? It's not okay. going to hurt. Right. Definitely not. It's not going to hurt. But like I said before, it's not good for every single poison, right? So right. There, there, are, there are things that it will bind to and it will help you expel them out of your system. For sure. But it's not the miracle cure-all that a lot of bloggers, a lot of articles, these things are telling you that it is. Okay. Right? Fair enough. On that front. On the whole diet okay. front. <laughs> and have you looked up a little bit about how it's made? I didn't really. I know one. there's a few ways that it's made. One of the ways mm -hmm. is with corn. I think corn husks. Yeah, corn husks. And they somehow burn them to death, and <laughs> there's a process to actually activate them and turn them into activated charcoal, right? It's a carbonation process, I think. That's right. Yes. Yes. I don't know what else they use. Do you, other than corn uh, husks? Yeah, they use coconut okay. shells. Oh, yeah. Right? I did so, hear that, too. So You're right. Coconut yeah. shells. Uh, pretty much anything, that any organic matter that can be burned down like that, but coconut is actually the most common, followed by corn. Okay. So the husks of corn, the shells of coconut, they're burned until you're left with the soot. Right. Right. So everything has been burned off. And then it's treated at an extreme high temperature with gases. Okay. So this is not a natural process to do oh, this. Okay. Yeah. It's treated with, with gases, the, the carbon, the soot that comes off. Right. And then... And then once it's been treated and the charcoal that you're left with has has now lots and lots and lots of pores to make it, to give it a larger surface area, okay, then they treat it with air, just regular good old air, atmosphere that you're okay. breathing every day, and the air actually burns off the other gases, okay, so when it's when it's um, at that charcoal phase and it's treated with these gases, that's in a vacuum, right? Right. And then they expose it to just normal everyday air. All the gases are burned off and now it's safe for consumption by humans. Okay. Okay. So there is, there is a very in-depth mechanical industrial process to get true activated charcoal. I kind of figured I did. There is a way sort of kind of floating out there on how to make your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did give that a shot, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. I think now is a good time for the question of the week. 
You're listening to the best food health podcast worldwide. Uh, sorry, I was just reading it. I hadn't, I hadn't, sorry, I, sorry guys, I didn't yeah. proof this. Do you know what? I was too I was... worried about finding the wine. I was like, <laughs> oh, I want some wine to podcast. I couldn't find any because I just had some like really old collectible bottles of wine. Yeah. And that's where you get really desperate. I've got a, I've got like a Marilyn Monroe and a, uh, Another one, like some old, uh, really old, like 20-year-old bottles of wine. Yeah, that you don't really drink. Yeah. They're collectibles that are just kind of sitting Yeah, the Marilyn Monroe on the one, <laughs> like once a year, I look it up on eBay, uh-huh. and it keeps, it's worth like 160 bucks or something. Woohoo! Okay. Wow, I'm yeah. sure it tastes fantastic. I'm going to retire on that bad boy. <laughs> but, you know, it's like I haven't got desperate enough to open those yet. So anyway, yeah. I did find... This bottle finally, but uh, okay. So well, I didn't. I didn't have time to proof the uh, the question of the week. And the thing is, we had a meeting yesterday about the podcast, the direction right. that it's going, some new topics that we will be discussing yeah. in the in the next month and that. And I had those ones on my head, so right. I honestly didn't read through this sheet, which I prepared last week. As I say, you prepared it, right? And, yeah. So, but because all those other ones were on my mind, I was not with this at all. I guess I should have given a little glance over before we started here. But anyway, right. Marley in South Carolina right. has a question for Adam. Adam's getting more Ask questions away. lately than than I am. That's the way it should I'm be. I'm feeling sad. Come on. <laughs> okay, Come on Marley. Now. Hi. Uh, So Marley says, I work in IT, but I'm feeling burned out. I have been thinking of returning to school and was looking at a culinary arts degree. Does this seem like something too far-fetched to try? Is the culinary field hard to get into? So I'm thinking she means far-fetched because she's in IT? Yeah, that's that's a very simple question and a very complex question at the same (laughs) time, Marley. You know, first of all, first and foremost... It's uh, it's geographic. It's very regional, mm-hmm. right? Where you are, the, the your culinary environment in terms of employment, in terms of rate of pay, and you know how good the employee employer environment is, it 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 varies wildly, mm-hmm. right? Um, in general, if you're talking about the U.S. North America wide. I think a lot of people, you have to have a real passion and love for food, but the problem comes in that when you go in, if you want to be a chef, if it is chefery that you're looking at getting into, that when you're getting into the field, especially when you're when you're building up your hours to take like here would be the Red Seal exam mm-hmm. because you don't officially become a chef until you have, I think it's 2,000 hours and then you take the exam, kind of like taking the bar for a lawyer, right? <laughs> You become an actual official chef. The problem is, is if you have a passion and love for food, you usually want to play with it and you want to create. A lot of times people find out after they get into the field that they don't have an opportunity to do that because they're getting in as a sous chef or even just a line cook or prep to get those hours and they don't have any say in the food that's being developed or they're working for a chain or whatnot. So really they're just kind of a person on a line pumping out food and it's stressful hours it's very fast paced you usually have a you know an executive chef or a kitchen manager head chef whatever the environment is who are hot-headed because (laughs) they have a Gordon Ramsay-esque reputation that are usually barking at you to get it out better quality faster whatever 
and the top scale salary is probably less than you started in your IT, <laughs> IT career because there's not a lot of money. If you want to make a lot of money, and, and I, I use the word a lot loosely, you kind of have to go to the big city, Chicago, New York, LA, where the competition is fierce and you have to be very, very good or open your own restaurant. Mm-hmm. which is one of the hardest banks usually won't touch you and loan a whole lot of money to restaurant startups because mm-hmm. they know the percentage of failure is high. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Not to deter you, but I think if that's something you want to do and you have a love of food and a passion for food, start a start a blog. <laughs> start developing your own recipes, start writing a recipe book, start writing a book like Anthony Bourdain did. That's what excelled his career. If you, you know, you read about, go and pick up Kitchen Confidential. As a matter of fact, there's a plug for Anthony Bourdain. It was his first book, Kitchen Confidential, will tell you everything you need to know about starting out because that was his journey and it's, everyone relates to that who's had that same journey about going to chef school and uh, taking over that, that kind of a career. Yeah, I think I think one of the important things to remember there is with any kind of career switch, if you're feeling burned out, whenever you're beginning something new, you're going to hit that point as well because anything new takes a lot of hours and a lot of energy. Grass is always greener. Right? It's it's one of, it's Yep. You know, I think I think if you're having doubts about this, then you don't have a strong enough passion for cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it, it's one of those things. It's not if you're doing if it's a money issue, don't cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's <laughs> it's a hard road, and you really got to have a love for it. And yeah. yeah, you're right. If you're having doubts about this, it's not the career because you don't do it for the money. You don't do it for the hours. No, you do it for to push through those few years or or several years to get to a point to where you can control the menu, where you can develop things, where you can get a cookbook or whatever it is, mm-hmm. is what, you know, the end goal that you're striving for. Um, but it's it's a long, hard road. And if you don't love it, you're going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I would suggest going and getting a part-time job, you know, make maybe even a couple hours a week working in a kitchen. Get the feel for it. Yeah, like old folks' right. homes. They're always begging for people. Yeah, there you go. You know, or the like the Meals on Wheels, the voluntary thing. You can go volunteer mm-hmm. in the kitchen. That's a really good idea because... That kitchen isn't going to stray too far from from a commercial kitchen. So it's pretty well the same environment, mm-hmm. um, and that'll give you a feel for for what you're what you're getting into. Yeah. Good question. I like it. Thank you, Marley. Yeah, that that was actually a really good question. It's a really good discussion because I think you know this doesn't necessarily translate just to culinary arts, right? It's it translates to anybody that works and they're hating their life, hating their job, feeling burned right. out. Most you know, of we us. We all go through that <laughs> at some point in our lives. And there's been so many people. I know when I was just a little itty bitty kid, when I was 19 and I was in university doing my undergrad, there was a man that was also doing his undergrad. He's in the same program as me, completely starting out at 46 he was doing his undergrad for the first time with the goal of being a family doctor. Wow. So we're talking 10 more years. So 10 full years of school, right? At that point, when you consider that he had to do his bachelor and then do his doctorate. So graduate and, and retire in the same year. So he would have been around 56 
to fully make it, right? But he hated his life. He always wanted to be a doctor. He didn't have that opportunity. Now he had money. He was able to pay for school. So he was going for it. Why not? Sure. You know, like if, if, if you have the energy and the ambition to do it, I think any life change like that can be can be a great experience. Right. Right? Yeah, you only got one life to live and all that jazz. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. This philosophical, Jen, uh, that's at half of my wine. So (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're going to get to boldly boldly honest and uh, profanity Jen here at the end of that glass. That Jen doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. She's there somewhere. She's in there. (laughs) Might have to switch to the hard stuff, though. Might need an entire bottle, not a half glass for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As always, uh, if you're interested, if you have a question for either Jen or I, whether or not you want it read on the podcast, uh, go to pffpodcast.com, and there's a section there where you can contact us. Anything relating to food or health, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And before the question, we were talking about making your own activated charcoal. This is something I tried, and people are kind of spinning this as they do particularly on YouTube, which is my environment. Yeah. Um, you know, they try to spin everything as everything <laughs> because everything is just a jumbled disaster of clickbait and and bullshit that you thought you wanted to see, but it wasn't that. But you don't what, get into that. Yeah, right? I don't get into that. <laughs> I don't do ridiculous videos like the world's most expensive hamburger. <laughs> that's right. You'd never find that on Adam's channel. Yeah, that's right. But uh, so anyway, some people are spinning, make your own activated charcoal, um, which is really kind of what they call smoked ash. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, I mean, if you look up how to make smoked ash or smoky ash or whatever they call it, it'll be the same thing. Kind of a clever idea. Yeah. Especially for like environmentalists. So what the idea is, is you can actually take vegetables or better yet, save your scraps that may go into the garbage or the compost. Mm-hmm. If you're Please compost. If you're environmental. <laughs> um, so particularly delicate fruit and vegetable scraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, apple peels, herb uh, stems of herbs are perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're using cilantro and you don't use the stems or parsley. Um, potato, sweet potato peels, little stuff like that. Not yeah. necessarily giant chunks, but all that stuff, if you put them on a tray and you bake them, mm-hmm. um, you're talking real high heat, 450, 500 degrees, depending on how much you spread them out and how many you have, one to two hours. Okay. Wow, that is really high. For yeah, a long it's time. really high. It's going to burn them. Um, the idea is to try to evenly burn them. You want to set it on a higher rack if you can, not okay. to just burn part of them. It's to try to evenly distribute the burn. Yeah. So they become evenly blackened uh, until the point that they crumble in your hand. Yeah. You take them out, yeah. you cool them down, and you just put them in the food processor and process the living crap out of them until they're a, as fine a powder as you can get. Okay. Now it's going to look. Like an activated charcoal, but less black, more dark, dark brown. Yeah. Uh, and this, people are infusing. They're using it in kind of some of the ways that people are using black or activated charcoal culinarily. Uh, flavor's different. This has more flavor. I find activated charcoal has little flavor. Mm-hmm. It's In food, it's more of a coloring agent than anything, I would think. But the activated charcoal tastes a little more burnt. A little more yeah. smoky. You can use it in things. There's a recipe out there for like um, 
uh, an aioli. Yeah. And they call it like an uh, an ash smoked aioli. Mm-hmm. Not so much. More burnt. <laughs> the the burn flavor comes through a little bit. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't blacken it as much. And you have to wonder because you know I've I saw this that they put out and they made the aioli. I part of me has to wonder if they used activated charcoal for the pictures. Yeah, because well when <clears throat> you did it yours was brown. Like it looked black, but yeah. then when you actually opened up the real activated charcoal and you right. saw them side by side, the ash that you made was very brown and right. the activated charcoal is is a true black. Right. Right. And this is this is a problem something that we're seeing on the internet with with uh like what do they call them DIYs and instructables on pictures yeah. and videos and blogs and YouTube channels where people say, "Hey, check this out," and you watch it and you go, "Wow, that's cool!" <laughs> now I challenge you to try it, especially like food tricks. Oh yeah! And you try it fourteen times and you can't get it the way they did it. That's mm-hmm. called editing, because they started it right, <laughs> and then they went in and did something completely different and glued it together and used whatever they had to use to make it look like the way they wanted it to look. So that's my theory on this. When they had it, it was a black, nice, smooth aioli. Mine was a little Mm -hmm. more speckled, dark brown, whatnot. They said it was a smoky flavor. Mine was a little more burnt. Not bad. Different perspective. Kind of neat coloring. And definitely, if if you're a hardcore environmentalist, it's a good way to use those compost scraps. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And probably not bad for you. No, I would no. think. Yeah, if, it's it's not bad for you. It's just it's just kind of there. It's not going to bind to anything. Like, well, I kind of thought it might be like super good for you because that's <laughs> the other thing they were saying is you can put it in smoothies. Yeah, because it's because you have like mine had sweet potato peels, apple peels. Mm-hmm. Um, it had like uh, uh, fennel and basil and mint, you know, stems and stuff like that. So I thought, yeah, right. But what is is the burning process? Get rid well, of. It, All the... Yeah, you don't have any nutrients left ah, from it. Sucks. So once you get to that blackened phase, it's you're basically just left with the carbon residue of whatever it is that you were cooking. Yeah, okay. Right? So, so yeah, I mean, you have... You do have that cleansing thing kind of scrubbing out your insides. You know, um... It may still help with gas and bloating, some of those things that that activated charcoal is meant to help with, uh, just because of its neutrality, right? Right. So so help with the acid-base balance in the digestive tract, not with your overall acid-base balance, because it will bind and remove the stuff that you have too much of. Okay. Okay. So if you... If there's molds and that kind of stuff in your system, both the activated charcoal and your smudge stuff, uh, what did you call it, smoky ash? Yep. That will help to release that kind of stuff. Okay. Right? So, so yeah, not, not like a complete – there's no nutritional value, but there is that little bit of value in, in kind of moving through the system. Okay. Right? So – you know, if you're using it, particularly, I don't know about health, yeah. but if you're using it to make a black food mm-hmm. for whatever reason, yeah, um, just buy it. That doesn't work. 
Mine doesn't work. The kind that I have. No, it, it was too brown. Yeah, the kind that I have, I think it's the brand you see everywhere. It's called Organica. That's with a K. Mm. Um, ingredients just say activated charcoal. Seems to work really well. You get 100 grams, which is, what is that, four ounces? Uh, this is the, the bigger person. jar. It's around 20 bucks. Yeah. For the 100 gram jar, which I think is, it's around four four ounces or so. Okay. Um, but it's the bigger jar that they sell and uh, seems to work really well mm-hmm. to color food. Yes. I'm not making any health claims or saying what it's made out of or how it's made. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's organic is the one that I bought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the uh, foods came out and it- <clears throat> does look really cool. Yeah, I tried to make something that I hadn't seen. I looked for, and that's what I always try to do is some new things that people maybe haven't done, was a pavlova or a meringue. Mm-hmm. I tried to make a black one with this. Mm-hmm. Kind of worked. It came out silver. It was actually really pretty. Silver, yeah, more pretty, of a... It was like jewelry. <laughs> yeah, more of a... Everyone kept calling it silver. I called it more of a pewter because it was a, it was a dull silver, but because it was a meringue, mm-hmm. it was also crispy and shiny. Yeah, yeah, so, it had that shine because a meringue does have that shine, right. right? And what's cool, my son gave me an idea. He said, you know, for if you want to do a, a Christmas blog post or a video, mm-hmm. you should do a silver and gold thing. Make a meringue like that silver and try to get a real nice golden color, uh, like a custard or a pudding or something mm-hmm. to put in it. Yes. Little red, maybe red and green fruits on the top. And then he said one of the, one of the uh, trending things this year is edible gold. Okay, yeah. So you can buy sheets and flakes of actual gold that's edible. Yeah. Not cheap, but, and then he said <laughs> sprinkle it with that, and you've got like a, and it's cool. I got it pictured in my head, right? This little, this little kind of mountain hollowed out yeah. with a little gold, silver mountain with a gold colored, a little red and green and gold sprinkles. That's cool. That sounds awesome. I do think you need to make a video like that because I could, I could see it visually. I think yeah. it would be beautiful yeah. because this pavlova was, it was really, really cool to look at. And honestly, it was tasty. I, I had to stop myself from eating the whole thing. Yeah. The activated we charcoal, <laughs> the activated charcoal didn't, uh, I don't think it altered the flavor. One it little didn't bit. alter the flavor <clears throat> at all. Yeah. There was no flavor difference. It was just, it, it was, it was really good. If right. you like pavlova or um, meringues yeah it's, it was fantastic but it didn't come out black like i'd hoped so no but i almost like that it was silver because it was cool because it was really neat right. looking being silver right right but i was gonna make it and call it black lova <laughs> <laughs> and you like silver lova doesn't really work right no okay so it doesn't in food production in not production in food yes um Here's what I want to do. I'm going to tell you some things that people have made that are have trended in the black food sphere. Okay. And you're going to tell me if you think that is uh, gross or not. Okay. Or if you think that that's gross or not neutral or okay. whatever. Okay. All right. Sure. So this one, this is actually a company mm-hmm. on here. I haven't tried this, by the way. I'm just seeing it. Instagram, of course. Uh, the company is called Root of Life, and they have a drink called Paint It Black, which is a it's chia seeds, blue agave, lemon mint, and uh, coconut coconut charcoal. Blah, 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 charcoal. Okay. I'm just gotta have some more wine. <laughs> yeah, you go maybe ahead I should be drinking there. Paint It Black maybe. instead. But it is a it's a lemonade. So it's a lemonade with chia oh, okay. seeds. 
uh, mint, blue agave, but it's black. So it's black, uh, and it's going to be chia seedy. Yes. Like tapioca ball kind of texture. I think that would be awesome. I would love to try that. I love chia seeds, right? Black? So to me, that sounds awesome. So it's okay. Drink, drink black is okay? Oh, yeah. Drink black. That's okay. Okay. I mean, coffee's black, so why not, why not a lemonade? I love coffee. You're right. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what? You should put activated charcoal in your coffee and make it, that would be black coffee. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, bagels. <laughs> Particularly this one, sesame seed bagels, but black bagel. No, thank you. No? No. You can't see it like toasted with a nice pat of butter melting off the very, very dark, well, no, because ashy black. That would just make me think that the bagel is burnt. But it's not. It's colored. I know, but colored bagels are creepy. That's like saying dark <laughs> chocolate is burnt. It's not. It's just no. Dark it's chocolate dark chocolate. Color. It's supposed to be bagels are not supposed to be black. Okay. No. No black. Cho- no black bagels. Okay. Um. A black latte. Now, we just jo- well, it, coffee's we, black. We just joked about coffee black, but if you take a look at this picture, you'll see that coffee's actually brown. That's black. Wow. Okay, that is super. Yeah, cool we're talking looking. charcoal black, and this this particular one has. I think it's it's very black, and it's also the top is sprinkled with <laughs> the black charcoal and a white foam little mm-hmm. you know one of those little designs they do. So yes. black latte. It's uh, actually called a charcoal latte. Sure. Yeah, I think a charcoal latte. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. This one has dates. Obviously, in I it. don't mind drinking black stuff. This one, I think, in LA has. Uh, uh, this was posted by Rawberry Juice. Okay. On uh, Instagram. Uh huh. Now I'm not sure if that's the place that is serving them. Okay. Rawberry juice? I don't know. But they have a charcoal latte with the option of date syrup. Now, date syrup intrigues me. That's kind of cool. syrup. Hmm. If it tastes like dates, I don't want it in my coffee. If it just adds that yeah, sweetness, then sure. I don't know. I think dates and coffee could go together because coffee's kind of that I don't like chicory, smoky. Yeah, no. Okay. Fruit and coffee is bad. All right, whatever. Bad, bad, bad. All right. Of course, black ice cream. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that something... Uh, yeah, no, this is a funny one because it's been trending for a while and I've seen it and I've seen the pictures and that in, in all honesty, it is not something that I have been interested in trying. Right. It doesn't gross me out in any way, but it also doesn't pique any curiosity. What if it was black licorice flavored black ice cream? Is it a flavor thing with you or just the color? Uh, black licorice? Uh that almost makes it sound more gross. I'd rather it be vanilla. Okay. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Black. I'll show you a picture. Black. Okay. Hamburger bun. <laughs> well, now that just looks disgusting. It's kind of gross. Looking, it looks right? wrong. That looks so wrong. That looks. Yeah. It looks like it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. No. No, that looks gross. It looks gross. I think that was the grossest one I out think of all so. of them. Yeah. The pictures. Definitely. You've got you've got a couple of things going on there though. You've got gluten, <laughs> black gluten. You don't no, know that you. that's not gluten free black hamburger <laughs> and, bun. And you have an actual hamburger. No, thank you. You so, have no idea. The whole thing just looks disgusting. You're to being me. racist against that burger. You don't know that that's not a gluten free bun with a veggie I, patty and vegan cheese. Uh, that's true. I don't know by looking at it. However, I'm pretty sure that was not a veggie patty. 
Why? Because it looks delicious? No. Aside from the bun, the burger looks delicious. (laughs) Veggie patties look delicious. It can't be a veggie patty with vegan cheese because it looks tasty. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so there you go. Um, I don't have too much more culinary to say about activated activated charcoal other than it's kind of cool if you've got kids... Mm-hmm. It's a neat idea. The other thing people were doing was making waffles, and probably the coolest thing that I actually saw, which I haven't tried, is waffle cones. Um, Do you know what? A waffle cone, a black waffle cone with vanilla ice cream. It looks really cool. That I could dig. Yeah, yeah. That would be really. A lot cool. of people have been doing that. Huh. Actually, uh, the one person had it done really nice. If you have the capability, apparently there's something I want to get. Certain waffle irons. If you have a waffle iron, there's um, some of them have a. What do you call it? Like a, an insert. Okay. Yeah. For, and it's like a thin waffle. It's a waffle cone insert. Mm-hmm. So it's thinner. So you pour your thing in. You do the waffle cone thing. Yeah. You coil it up. You have to have something to set it in. Okay. And it doesn't take long. It dries and hardens. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. So it's like a waffle batter, only you put some of this activated charcoal in it. Mm-hmm. The one person had a nice giant scoop of strawberry and a nice giant scoop of vanilla. So you got the oh. red... The white, that would be beautiful. The black, it was really, really cool looking. Yeah. Really nice. So if you've got kids, uh, this picture right here is just waffles. Okay. It's actually waffles with a scoop of ice cream and crushed nuts or something on it. Okay. Um, put a little red on there. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. This is something that's cool for kids. If you get the small jar, it's not much. Nine bucks or something. Eight yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, just be careful. You don't want to get it everywhere. It stains. Yeah, I've got a yeah. uh, like I've got a a very light birchwood counter in my kitchen, yeah. which is real. It's butcher block. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get that on there. But. No, definitely not. But especially worse than curry powder. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have kids or if you've got friends that are foodies and you're having them over, you're having a dinner party or something. Yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. Maybe like like black waffle bowls or or waffle okay. cones. Yeah, you know. Something like that is would be. I'm always looking for things to kind of wow people. Yeah, you go to oh, dinner sure. parties and they're like, "Here's a steak and a potato. Yeah, We're having burgers exactly. and French fries." <laughs> okay, you know, not that I don't appreciate the attempt. Mm-hmm. Well, I he mean, doesn't appreciate the attempt. If there's he no doesn't. attempt, if it's a frozen burger patty and you didn't <laughs> cut your own damn fries, then tell me you want to get together for dinner and you can come to my house. <laughs> Because I don't need that. Lesson learned here. Don't invite Adam over for dinner. I know. I'm such a food Tell snob. Tell him you want to come to his place. No. Yeah. I'm an elitist food snob, I guess. So. Well, I, I did want to throw in a couple things here. Yes, um, please do. Because I know we're actually getting long on this podcast. This I know. I've been be rambling longer. about the stupid black food forever. I got off on yeah, it. but it's I... really cool. And that is what's trending. Yeah. Right? Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so one of the things that activated charcoal (laughs) has been that people are using it for is skincare and that. And I have been reading and reading and reading. And a lot of things are saying, just like the teeth things, that it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. Okay. I thought that it works. So I don't know. Is putting it on your skin? Yes. Okay. So as a a facial mask, it itself... Right. I really liked. So I have combination skin. 
Um, I have battled with acne for my entire life, from childhood through adulthood, right? right? A lot of times it's because of little things. So like a laundry detergents will bother me. Shampoos will bother me. They'll make me break out. Things that I eat, right? But I did notice that the activated charcoal mask did work i noticed that my skin felt much nicer was more stable less on that greasy side in the t-zone and definitely definitely less breakouts so now i only use the mask twice okay because i have an actual mask that i use that i really really like but i wanted to try this because everybody's saying so it has mixed reviews on the whole activated charcoal for facial stuff um However, most things are saying that it doesn't work. I thought that it did. But I have bought a activated charcoal facial wash. And since I bought that, and I've been using that for a month now, I haven't had a single breakout in a month. Wow. And that's very odd for me. I'll get like one a week because I jog. So being out and sweating, especially, I mean, it's summer, right? So I'm jogging in 30 in thirty celsius degree weather <laughs> sorry i had to footnote that because you know i don't That's know like what that translates into upwards of fahrenheit. 90 fahrenheit yeah so Hot. you know jogging in that you're sweating and it's gross and a lot of people break out with that since i started using the activated charcoal facial wash i have not broken out once wow cool. yeah so so what so, is you it know, do you mix it just with water or Well, the facial wash is already made, so after my jog, I go for a shower and wash my face, just like how you would normally wash your face, right? But the mask, I mixed with water, made a little paste, and I didn't put it all over my face. I only put it in the T-zone. So women, you know what I mean. Guys, if you don't use masks, sorry. <laughs> but that's basically it was on an episode like, of Friends. Your forehead, the cross your nose, a little bit on the chin. So I put it in those areas that I don't get too dry. Now, can you not, see. you know, something I know little about, but I know like coconut oil is good for your skin, and olive oil, and avocado, mm-hmm. and banana. Can you not put all of that together, mash it up with the activated charcoal, and you've got super mask? <laughs> No, I'm serious. Avocado, banana, coconut oil, olive oil. I can't think of others. Kiwi, I don't know. Mash it all together like fruit salad. Put the activated charcoal and put that on your face. Would that not make you like the world's youngest, best skinned person? Uh, Well, no. First of all, everybody has different skin, right? So what works for me doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. Okay. And you have different reasons. You have to purify the skin. So the activated charcoal... I felt pulled the gross stuff out of my pores, okay? And then, but after that, you have to rehydrate it because you're drying it out when you use a facial mask. And so after that, you have to use some kind of moisturizer. And me being me, I make my own. Actually, lately, all I use is avocado butter, just pure, straight avocado butter, right? And so to rehydrate. So no, you don't want to put that together because you don't want to wash off the thing that's moisturizing and nourishing the skin. Okay. Okay. I don't so, know. Shows you what I know. Not a skin podcast. I was actually blessed Sorry, with, I just I was, I'd I was blessed that. with good skin, but I made up for it with big ears and thinning hair. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pay for it somewhere, I guess, right? Exactly. And, but your skin looks like gorgeous lately i mean it's really well there you go yeah it's looking really 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 nice lately for sure it's got a glow about it 
activated charcoal. Yeah. It's good for something. Good for some things and uh, good for making your food black. And little disclaimer, I you know, kind of the thing we shouldn't have to say. Mm-hmm. Take it as a joke, if you will. Don't go out and put barbecue charcoal on your face or in your food. This is not yeah, the same thing. Don't do that. That's not going to save you money. It's like, this is cheaper. That will poison you. That is not the same thing. You'll get very <laughs> sick. Maybe your kids will die. I don't think you should do that. Anyway, uh, I think that's enough about black food and mm-hmm. uh, charcoal. I think it's time for a trip to the health food store. Today, I... <laughs> I went to grab it because I always Give say me this. It. I brought the food for a trip to the health food store because I'm he tired of your weird, <laughs> healthy, you know, vegetarian, salt-free, sugar-free, <laughs> taste-free products. Well, I hope you brought me something gluten-free, at least. Yeah. Well, I have to. I have no choice. Thank you. Because you won't eat it. I brought... Well, of course not. I brought chips and pop, baby. <laughs> This is a trip to the health. This is 2017. You go to the health food store. Every health food store also has chips and pop now. They do a big section. Do you remember back in back in our day in the early 2000s? <laughs> in the early 2000s, when a health food store did not have like any chips or pop, no oh, pop, yeah. never pop. No, never, never pop. Never these natural Definitely brands not. of ooh made with cane sugar. Well, that's because yeah. like back in the 80s, all pop was made with cane sugar yeah before high fructose corn syrup became so whatever okay so what do we got here i'm gonna open these that's loud very Very loud loud. okay this is k pasa many of you may be familiar this is a pretty prevailing brand nowadays you see Mm -hmm. it everywhere i like their tortilla chips yeah they're fine yeah but what i like is they're like Lightly or completely unsalted? I'm not even sure, but I think they're... I think they have both, but I know, but either way... The ones that we get, I think, are usually unsalted, Mm -hmm. which is perfect because, like, the major brands, Tostitos, if you get Tostitos salsa and Tostitos... Sorry, Tostitos. Tostitos salsa with Tostitos chips, Jesus, it's just... It's heart attack in a bag. It's crazy salty. Yeah. So, anyway, so this is K-Pasa. These are new... One of the things I wanted to actually look up before we started this podcast, which I did not do. Okay. Is it says that they're volcanic stone ground. Volcanic stone ground. Yeah. Type okay. that in. Look it up. Volcanic. St- I had to. I was very curious because, like, I don't want to say that sounds like a bit of a sales pitch, but, you know, oh, these are good because they're volcanic <laughs> stone ground. They're ground down with volcanic stones. Yeah. How does that make a difference? And where do you get the volcanic? Do they go to like the base of Mount Vesuvius? I think There's so. the Capasa research team be like, guys, grab bags of rocks so we can <gasps> grind up the corn to make the nacho chips. Mm-hmm. What purpose? Cause that's like, you know, that's like we made this with a time machine, 1950s style beef wellington. Yeah. Made with an actual time machine. So anyway, okay. this is K-Pasa nacho flavored tortilla chips. So this is basically a healthier version, quote unquote, healthier sure. version of Doritos. They are non-GMO, organic, and gluten-free. So there's those that are open. That's mm-hmm. number one. Okay. And I so I just, two. I type that in. And the first thing that comes up when you type in volcanic stone ground is actually... K-Pasa Foods. Right, because they're, they're the only ones Probably that the were genius ones that enough it. to go, 
Um, everyone says stone ground. Dudes, dudes, let's say volcanic stone ground. There you go. Right? Yes. And somebody probably said, well, yeah, but if we do that, we have to actually use volcanic stones. They'll be like, that's fine. You go to the, the those rocks are free at the base of any inactive exactly. volcano. Yes. Well, or maybe it tastes better because of the volcanic ash. Ash. Oh, that coal. We're eating, we're eating that. I don't know. Maybe it's activated <laughs> charcoal style stuff that's coming maybe. out. Maybe. And rubbing off on the tortilla yeah. chips. So then it they cover says, it up with all the cheese powder. According to according to K-Pasa's website, it says that the whole kernels of corn, uh, the whole kernels are plucked from the cob, dried and cooked, complete with all their nutrients, fiber and bran. Then ground between hand-cut volcanic lava millstones. The cooked kernels are reduced to a fine, flavorful masa. But it doesn't say what the volcanic stones do for the product. Uh, no, it does not. Does not say that at all. Wow. So I I'm going to say that, it's... that is a little bit of brilliant marketing bullshit. That's and right. I mean that in a very good way. <laughs> I say congratulations, K-Pasa. Yeah. Even if these suck, I'll buy them just because you were so brilliant to add the word volcanic to stone ground. Whoever thought that up, give that guy a promotion. I like yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. It's brilliant. Exactly. Okay, so I have to take one of these. Okay, so what? The, sorry, I was reading that and I did not listen to your flavor. Oh, it's just nacho cheese. Just like, oh, it's just nacho cheese. Oh, cool. Okay, just so like just regular like Dorito. Doritos, only better for you in theory. Loudest crunch on earth, thanks to my jaw. Actually, tastes like tastes like a Dorito. It does. It's a little lighter. Now, I don't know if I just got a lightly flavored one. Yeah, well, they're differently coated. It tastes like the regular old school. It's a little spicier than a Dorito. A little Is more it? heat, I think, yeah. I haven't had a Dorito in years. I don't remember the last time I had one was. Mm. Um, they are good. They are really, really good. Now, you realize that there's chia and quinoa in these, right? Of course. It's a health food product. I think they're deep fried, but it's a health food product. <laughs> yeah, are they? Are they deep fried or are they baked? I don't know. Oh, those have to be. They're too crunchy. Hmm. How many grams of fat? Red quinoa. Oh, I guess this whole bag I need is more mine. Wine uh, with my chips. Grams of fat. Through, uh, shoot, where is that gone? Nine grams of fat in twenty-three chips. That's not bad. That sounds like a lot of fat to me, but well, whatever. it's a lot of fat, but comparatively, that is not bad at all. No, okay, I really, I do like these. I'm gonna crunch. Oh, I knew into you were gonna like more. these because you. I love. I used to love Doritos. You used to love Doritos, and then. You became celiac disease and you couldn't really eat them. No. And these, I imagine they're going to have way more fiber though, right? Because three grams. I look at the fiber Three grams and 23 chips. That's not a lot. It's probably more than Doritos. I think that's probably more than Doritos. I honestly have no idea how many are in those. Uh, Barely any sugars. Does it say proteins? I wonder if protein was higher with the uh, chia in that. Mm. Well, quinoa's high in protein as well. Only three grams. I mean, you know, not something you want to eat as a health food. (laughs) No, definitely not. But probably miles above what we usually have when you bring (laughs) the trip to the health food store snacks. I bring awesome snacks. Okay, so Mm, that's my crunch of victory. Soda. These are good. You brought a zevia. Zevia, which obviously by the name I knew right away. It's, It's called zevia zero calories. 
it's not a health food. What flavor is I this? I bought them at the health food store. Did you? Yeah. Do you know what? You actually did. That's your favorite. It's cream soda. Okay. Um, so obviously by the name. No, thank you. By the name Zevia, you know. It's yeah. It's sweetened, I think, exclusively with stevia. With, uh, yeah. Did, you didn't try it yet. I just opened it. I was just going to say, did you mm. taste it? Here no, I, I am. Oh, there I we go. see the ingredients. So there's my full glass of wine. Yeah. I didn't even know. I just opened the pop and then asked Adam if he had had any. <laughs> Do you need a pillow and a cup of coffee or I what? I think so. Definitely. Uh, I'll try this and then we'll look at the ingredients, I guess. Okay, there you go. Yeah, don't don't let it sway you. Wow. Wow. Good or bad? Oh, it's bitter. That is... Stevia, I always find... I'm has sorry. It, it is awful. Yeah, things sweetened with stevia. Stevia is a natural sweetener. We've talked about it on podcasts before. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those know. unnatural, natural <clears throat> products. Yeah. Um, and it has a bitterness to it, like a, usually a mm-hmm. bitter aftertone. Yeah. That shit is just bitter. Oh, no, that's just awful. It's, it's just, that's all you can taste is the stevia. The um, cream soda is an afterthought. This is something, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's like bitter and then kind of a cream soda flavor. Yeah. Not really very sweet. Probably better for you than pop. Probably. It depends. You know what? I didn't read the ingredients and I should have read them first because they're printed sideways and now the can is open so I can't tip it up to read them. Um, But probably because if it's made with stevia extract, it's no better for you than something like aspartame. Now, what about for diabetics? For diabetics, obviously, it's better. If you're going to drink pop, yeah. Yeah, drink drink something like this instead, right? right? So that but, it it may be you know for all I know it might be marketed as a diabetic product. Sure. Or yeah. something like that. If you're trying to lose weight or something like that, it's it's definitely going to have less calories, mm-hmm. which is zero obviously. Yeah. Um and stuff because even the sweetness of it is like a third you know what? of what a pop is. Well, I was going to say, I don't find it sweet in any way. It's just it, bitter. It's, no, it's bitter and it has a sweet aftertaste. But the thing is, I guess, I don't know. You know, from my perspective, if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to be healthier and you're going to step down to this, drink water, man. Oh, gosh. Or have a little bit of apple Add juice some or something. You don't need to have this. Your water. Just... You know, there's no such, you're not physically addicted to pop. You can stop yeah. drinking it. Just don't drink it. If. If you're looking for a healthy alternative or trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. water is a very, very fat. If you drink pop every day and you're trying to lose weight, stop drinking pop and you will lose weight. <laughs> yeah. There as long you as you go. don't replace those calories, that's going to happen for you. Oh, for sure. And the fact that this tastes, like I find diet pop with aspartame has that little bit of bitterness as well. Yeah. This is yeah. much more bitter than that. And it less is. sweet. Do you know what? It's, I get what you're saying because you, yeah. you said it has that after sweetness. More yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, you're eating, so I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. So, you know, after you throw up <laughs> yep. and you have that sweet throw uppiness in the back of your throat, I that's guess. what this is like. Okay. That's that's what this is like. And obviously, we're not sponsored by Zevia. <laughs> obviously. Uh, or K-Pasta, by the way. I'm tell them I reviewed their product. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to hear about that. But, um, no. <laughs> Yeah, not a big fan of that. I get what you're saying for sure. It's sweet and bitter. Yeah, but it's, it's like a gross sweet. kind of a flavor. Yeah. I, I have no interest in buying that product again. That one's going down the drain. The K-Pasa chips, however, 
are delish. Yes, they are delicious. Good job on that. I especially yeah. like the marketing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Big thumbs up on that one. All right. So we got we got uh, two great products, the Seven Deadly Zins wine, <laughs> which we weren't going to review, but it's so good. And I'm starting to get a wine buzz. So it works. Yeah, yeah it, it it's works. Not broken. It, works it does what job. it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. And the chips are good and the Zevia sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Good enough. That's our trip to the health food store. Um, do you have uh, Dr. Jennifer? Ooh, I'm not allowed to call you doctor. There's some technicalities around that. You have a, there is technicalities around that. I think I don't know if it's the U.S. too, but like you know, I I relate everything to friends and Dr. Ross Geller, who had a Ph.D. Now in That's a lot right. of places, can, can no not, longer be called a doctor. Can no longer be called doctor. He has to be uh-huh. called Ross Geller Ph.D. because doctor right. uh, is reserved for medical doctors only, mm-hmm. or pharmaceutically, um, pharmaceutically whatever people. conspiracy theory pharmaceutically educated gentlemen and ladies there you go for politically correct it's do you know what it depends on where we are so for some of our listeners you're welcome to call me dr jenny or doc jen or doc jennifer i don't care whatever it is other listeners yeah sorry you can't no (laughs) it's it's one of those it's one of those technicality things um that comes with having a PhD instead of an MD or an ND. Right. Which are technically, by the letter of the academic law, not doctorates. So when you get your MD or your ND, so medical, uh, your medical degrees of either right. side, those are technically a master's degree. Okay. But... Probably depending on where you are too though, right? Uh, nope. There Uh is no place where they are considered a PhD. A PhD is different completely. Wow. So, yeah. Now, in a classroom setting, anybody can call me doctor no matter where I am in the world. All right. But only in a classroom setting. (laughs) I'll just call you Doc J. There you go. And you know what? It's funny because because certain people like yourselves have gotten Mm -hmm. in not really trouble... But no, some, you know, slap on the wrist, slap on the wrist, or letters saying, you know, don't don't call yourself doctor. But guys like Doctor J, who is a basketball player, yeah, you know what I mean. So you're telling me I can't call myself Doctor Adam? Yeah, kiss my ass. Yeah, send me a letter. Take me to court <laughs> for having a nickname. Exactly. Right? So what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's anyway. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Doc J. around to the prescription. Do you have a prescription for our <laughs> listeners? I do. Your prescription for flavor today is time is both our biggest adversary and ally. Use it wisely. Great. Okay. Time Would is something you... I always feel like I don't have enough of, but uh, you should use your time to run to the grocery store and get yourself some Quepasa nachos with <laughs> some Seven Deadly Zins, Zinfandel. Combination yes. goes really well together. That's right. That's going to make your life a lot happier. Don't forget to go to pffpodcast.com and uh, look for Jennifer or myself on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that it? Google Plus, That's maybe? It. Yeah, Google Plus. I'm actually active on my Google Plus. You don't use yours. Yeah, mine's on there. I think there's some stuff, but yeah. I anyway. Things get automatically posted to yours, but I actually use mine. Yeah. Check us out. Send us your questions. And remember, every single Thursday, everything related to... (laughs) (laughs) 
too much wine. Everything relating to food or health and uh, a bottle of wine. Yes. Uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you on the next Thursday. See ya. Bye-bye. This has been Prescription for Flavor. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in next time for your next dose.